0: to let's talk Tottenham a uh, bit more of a positive mood now after the uh, uh, kind of devastation of the Southampton result and uh, terrible result and performance uh, but looking forward to Paul now a uh, uh, chance to right those wrongs and get ourselves back on track joined by Tommy from Tommy Talks Ball how you doing Tommy all good brother all good And uh, I was on Tommy's stream yesterday where we talked about a lot of this. So if you watch that, you're probably going to get you're probably going to think it's a repeat with just a different background. But it's not. It's not. Uh, Hopefully Colin will be here as well. Uh, I'm not sure if he will be. uh, But first and foremost, hit the like, hit the subscribe. Thanks so much for watching. It all helps the channel. And uh, Tommy, uh, tell everyone about your channel. It's in the description. But uh, yeah, let everyone uh, know where they can find you.
1: So yeah, Tommy talks ball. As you can see there, it's, uh, my Twitter handle is the same as my channel name. So if you just uh, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, follow me, and then you'll find uh, you'll find the channel there. And as Chris said, we do yeah, we do we do similar things, and Chris is on my channel a lot as well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Oh
0: no problem. Welcome anytime. Uh, uh, artisan audio artisan in the uh, chats
1: uh, in the chat. Yeah, in the chat. Yeah. I don't <laughs> usually <laughs> see audio too early. I don't see him no. too early. How you doing, mate? How you doing? Yeah.
0: Yeah, How are you doing? Thanks so much for watching and the comments. Keep the comments coming in and let's crack on. So we do have to talk about the game that's just happened. Eight shots of Southampton's 23 and we're at home and we've just beaten Brighton and we've had a transfer window and got some of the deadwood out and the, the bad influences out. What happened? Was it a lack of attitude? Was Southampton tactically better than us? Uh, I didn't watch the game. I watched it on Match of the Day. I was I was hurt. I was playing football and losing as well, uh, so I only <laughs> saw the highlights. But I, I know you watched the whole game. What do you put this uh, ignoring the result, the horrendous performance down to?
1: It was a tricky watch. It was a it was a it was a difficult watch. It was almost it was very much like the res, uh, reverse of the Leicester game. Very much so, where we dominated, but we didn't get the win until later later on. We deserved it against Leicester, and Southampton deserved it against us. But as I was saying yesterday, and, and on stream since the Southampton game, I, f- I don't think it's a lack of passion. I don't think there's a lack of passion with the boys. I think we've got the the least passionate players out within the last week of the windows so just two weeks ago, the, the you know the Loselso's, the the and Donbelles, the Deli Alley to a certain extent. So I don't think passion was the problem. I st- I think they're fighting. I just I, I don't think they're good enough, and I still think we're short in certain positions the window wasn't great the window wasn't great if we want to play in this system if you want to play in a 3-4-3. So I think it's just I think it's just quality. Usually, usually the quality is only lacking against the big teams, against Chelsea. Obviously, you know, they overrun us in centre mid and they just, you know, they beat us easily three times in January. But <laughs> to get to get uh, beaten and to get um humbled so badly at home to Southampton is very, I mean, very
0: well. They're a good team. They've got some good players. So it's not like, a, you know, we should be beating them because we're Tottenham, they're Southampton. They're a good team. But you expect at home to, at some point anyway, stop the other team playing and, and impose your will on the game rather than the other way round. Yeah, just...
1: Well, we should be beating them if we want to get to the top four. Oh, we yeah, have absolutely. to be beating Southampton at home if we want to get into the top four. If we want to get into the top six, if we're not beating Southampton at home, that's going to be difficult. People just people just think automatically we're going to get into the top six. It's not going to be easy. It's no. not going to be easy.
0: Well, the, the top four will come onto it. It's still in our hands. I know Arsenal are ahead of us, but we've got to play Arsenal because of their wimping out of the fixture. So if, <laughs> if we win all of our games, we're in the top four, which that won't happen. The, the Winning all of our games won't happen. But uh, <sighs> the defence will come on to because that was absolutely dreadful for all three goals. But the midfield, uh, Skip wasn't playing. Hoiberg, who I, I, I've been saying for weeks now, maybe months, needs a rest. He needs a rest. He's, he looks absolutely shattered. And I can only imagine he is. played every game last year, last season, played every game apart from the final because they got knocked out in the semis for Denmark. You had the mental uh, fatigue as well of the whole Eriksen situation. He's played most of the games this season as well. So I think he needs a rest. But Skip not being in there. I mean, against Brighton, he wasn't in there, but Brighton in the first half, especially, were absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. Didn't turn up at all. So you don't necessarily need that kind of energy. Where Skip, I feel, brings energy and that becomes contagious for the rest of the team and and has a bit of desire to get the ball. 50-50s, he wins. Do you think we're missing him Uh, or certainly in that game, missing him? Or do you think we should, we had enough to be able to get the result there?
1: He's such a good player. He's been outstanding, and yeah, he shows passion. Again, we get back to the passion um, argument. As I said, I don't think Winks and Hoibier lack passion. Certainly not Heubier. Um, Just lack quality. Skip is a quality footballer. He's an outstanding and and becoming more versatile by the week. I've seen it from the start of the season where he struggled a little bit, a little bit against Man City. The first game, I remember he could have given two penalties away in the first fifteen minutes. So I watched games back the following day, and on it, he could have been free. He was really, really lucky not to give away two penalties in the first 15 minutes. But not only did he grow, as he grown over the season, but he grew in that game. He yeah. grew in that game. Yeah, he but... didn't go hiding. He he wants the ball and he's willing to adapt. And that's a big problem with players. I've had enough of Tanguy has to play number 10. That's his position. Dele Ali has to be number eight. That's his position. Well, Skip can play anywhere in centre midfield and he doesn't complain. And that's the other players you need, the ones that don't complain. And are willing to adapt. We've had too many players for too long that are not willing to adapt. And same with Doherty. you know, last season, he, you know, he didn't play right wing back, but it's not too much of a stretch to go from uh, right wing back to right back, is it? He, he should be able to adapt. And players are not—they're yeah. not. It seems like they're not willing to adapt. Where Skip has been phenomenal. He's versatile in centre midfield. He gives us—he gives us so many options. And I just—I love Oliver Skip. He's—he's uh, he's first name on the team sheet when it comes to centre midfield first name on the team sheet, even above Hoybier now.
0: Yeah, you make a good point with dr I, I I, think uh, Nuno, similar to pot in the sense that it's an arm round your shoulder kind of approach if you make a mistake, whereas Mourinho, when he came in, was just uh, line him up against the wall and shoot them. And I think that's killed his confidence, and you can make the argument, well, he gets paid enough money, he can deal with it, but I think it doesn't matter how much money you get paid, if you you still feel pressure, and still have lack of confidence, and I mean, we'll get on to the full back, uh, the right back in in a bit, Uh, uh, Audio Artisan said, Big Dave getting booked early on was a turning point, right side got targeted, really think we need three in midfield, quite a lot to uh, discuss there, but uh, Davison Sanchez getting booked early on, do you think that was a turning point
1: in the game? Not particularly. I don't, I don't, you know, it it, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Um, but you have got three up, you've got two other centre backs. You've got two other centre backs that can fly in for challenges. You have got it's 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 five at the back. When you're in defense, it's five at the back, and when you're in attack, it's three. So there's plenty of plenty of uh, players to cover. I think Sanchez in general is just a poor, he's a poor <laughs> defender. Um and uh, and you can say that for for a lot of our defenders right now. So um, I, I, I get it, and it certainly means that you know he's not going to go in for challenges uh, fully as as you would. But um, yeah, I don't think Sanchez is a good defender whether he's on a booking or not. Quite frankly, yeah, he's not
0: Romero, is he? He's not going to go straight in and storming in. Uh, like he normally does, which if you're on a yellow card, it's going to be dangerous. He, he's a bit more reserved, Sanchez. But uh, right side got targeted, I think. <laughs> as long as you've got uh, Doherty or, or uh, Royale there, it's going to be targeted in the same way that Aurea was targeted last season. Certainly
1: Royale. Certainly Royale on the defensive yeah. side of things. Certainly.
0: Yeah. I think you either have the, the person who's in front of him tracking back to double up on whoever's attacking Royale, or you take him out. And we'll, we'll, we'll come to that in a bit. Um, Three in midfield. Uh, we mentioned it on your stream yesterday. that the, the best performances we've had since Conte took over in terms of attacking and looking dangerous from Liverpool and Leicester. We played three in midfield on both of those occasions. D- different people uh, in the two games, but the formation and the uh, uh, line-up was three in midfield. So I think Wolves, we have to take it to Wolves and go and attack them. We can't be looking for a 1-0 win. So And... So, I mean, firstly, three in midfield, would you do that? And secondly, Benton Kerr looked good when he came on in both games, keeping the ball. He can possibly beat the press because he's both footed. So if you're in midfield, the, the one thing you've really got to do, certainly in a deeper midfield, is be comfortable on the ball to not get tackled, And and if you're both footed, that obviously helps with that. And I feel he can be like a Dembele kind of player. Nowhere near as good as Dembele. He was so un- underrated uh, in the wider football community. But, um, yeah, he can be the one who calms things down, keeps the ball. So, uh, yeah, two questions there. Uh, do you think we need three in midfield? And would you start Benton Kerr against uh, Wolves?
1: I think uh, I Benton Kerr, to answer your, your, your last question, is uh, he has to come first. I mean, he has to come in. He has to come in now um he's you know he's only come off the bench two games but he's looked brilliant he's looked outstanding uh it's come easy it was look easy against Brighton. it was easy against Brighton. he only had 20 minutes on i know he done that unbelievable flick outside his box i had my head in my hands a bit i was like no no not there <laughs> but um no that was fantastic but you free one up you can do that but even you know we were two one up it was it was difficult we had to hold on we didn't hold on we're fully aware of that but he was you know he was still he was still playing well he's coming out of the back line really well coming out of his uh relatively defensive position because I've seen him for Juventus. He does do his best work behind the halfway line, even when we're in attack, which is what worried me in terms of we've sort of got that already with, with wink, skip and Hojbjerg. So the whole Dembele thing, um, it's going to be, I mean, he's, he's such a unique player, wasn't he? It's very difficult to, to compare but he'll need to, if he's going to be bent. he'll need to come out with the ball centrally and push through centrally because still he does his work sideways the majority of the time. And he can he can release the ball fantastically. He's probably got a better, better passing range than Dembele. Um, but he needs to, we need that power from defence, that power from defence to move up the pitch. I'm not sure if he's going to be that yet. It's still very, very early days. Uh, uh, he hasn't started a game yet. I didn't really see that for Juventus. But then Juventus had you know they had other players that were capable of that we don't so he might you know he might he might play that role especially as you say if you're playing a free if we're playing a free yeah. then it allows one player will have to play more attacking because you won't have the wingers you won't have the wingers because you're playing two up top you lose the right winger and left winger to play the second striker and extra center mid so you need so you you need an attacking center midfielder and if bentanko is pro- hopefully the most attacking out of the center midfielders doesn't take much doesn't take much with Skip, with Skip <laughs> Winks and Hoibier, but if he can do that, then fantastic. Because we've, I've seen his passing range in the two games and for the event, is you've got very, very good passing range. Mm. But again, um, I don't think the transfer window showed me that we're gonna go, uh, we're gonna go three-five-two. I, I don't think we are mm. because we didn't sign a striker. Uh, you know, we've got Kane and Son, but there's there's no third striker. People are saying Bergwijn. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, and we bought a right winger, Łukaszewski. So we've got a ton of wingers. We've got uh you know Kulisevsky, Lucas, Bergwijn, Son. So it tell, it, it informs me that we are, we are going to play we're going to play 3-4-3, which is worrying. It it really yeah. is worrying. I don't think it's the formation that's going to I we're going to struggle to get in top 4. Really struggle to get in top 4 if we continue with a 3-4-3 for me. Yeah.
0: Uh, a few comments. Uh, Chris Agenbaugh, how you doing, buddy? Uh, thanks. So yes, Chris. What's
1: going on, man? What's going on, mate? Audio Artisan,
0: Royal and Dave, worry me. Snap. <laughs> I, you, I, I think you've basically said the uh, thoughts of pretty much every Tottenham fan. Uh, Nicholas Smack. Collison, how you doing, buddy? Um, but yeah, Kulisevsky, he, he's he's not just a right winger, is he? He's quite versatile. But then you could say the same thing about Sun. You could say the same thing about More. You could say the same thing about Bergwijn. Uh But yeah, I getting the bad eggs out the delis the undombele's and the celsos i think was a good move in the january window um but yeah i mean kulisevsky what, what do you make of him he 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 got quite a lot of crit- criticism after the uh brighton game but if uh Bergwijn had his shooting boots on he gets an assist for him and he, he did some quite good stuff uh i know uh, dan on your channel yesterday was uh, uh commenting on the the fact that spurs fans are uh, uh, saying he doesn't have that much pace, but he doesn't really need that much pace in the similar way that uh, Marez does. doesn't use his pace. He uses his trickery. Kulisevsky used his trickery to turn a couple of uh, uh, Brighton players inside out. The game was dead by then, so it was easy by then. But uh, And it's still early days. He's only 21. Um, what do you make of him so far? Do you think it's... Uh, well, we're going to have to wait and see with him because he's young, he's versatile, he's got to figure out whereabouts he is in this team and, and so is Conte.
1: I, I think that the problem with Kulisewski is before he signed, I've seen him play a few times for the event as well. I've seen him play a lot because I, I was watching Serie A, not so much this season, but the season before. And I saw him play for Parma, where he's very good as well. Um, but yeah, he's not an out-and-out pace player. And I think he needs to receive the ball a lot. So at Parma, he would have received the ball a lot. He would have been the best attacking outlet in many ways. And if he's not getting on the ball a lot, then... I think, I think he struggled. He looked really nervous against Brighton, which is fair enough. It was his first yeah. game. Every time he picked up the ball, he looked nervous. And, you know, the argument last night from Dan was that, you know, he, he could have got an assist if, uh, you know, he could have got a couple of assists against Brighton. But to be fair, Brighton were, they were free one down and they had to yeah. go for it. They left one man at the back. They left one man at the back time and time again uh, to push for that, to push for a goal to get back into the game, which every team would do, especially in a domestic competition. Um, so, so you know he could he could maybe have got a couple of assists. Bergwijn could have finished some of the chances against Brighton. But you know when you're three-one down, uh, when Brighton three-one down, of course they're going to push. They're going to push forward and leave gaps at the back. So I don't take I don't take that into account really. And and it's it's difficult. Like Ben Tanker, it's difficult to to to, to look too much into two substitute appearances. Um, I got a funny feeling he might start on the weekend. And it if we do 60, go three-five-two, uh, yeah. If we if we do go three-five-two. Then you know people are saying maybe he could play number ten or uh, slightly deeper centre midfielder than the number ten in the free. i uh, I'm not sure. Even up top, he could he could potentially play up top. You know he's a big unit, um, but I'm not. Yeah, he's he's not agile. He's not agile off the um, off off the ground. Like uh, the, the the agility is the problem. The acceleration. I think he's rapid once he gets going. It's it's, it's the acceleration to start with, and that, that could be a problem in the Premier League. Where you do yeah. need, where you do need speed. So what I've seen of him in a Spurs shirt hasn't been good, but we haven't seen hardly anything of him in a Spurs shirt. Yeah. So let's give him a chance.
0: Yeah, I'll reserve judgment a little bit just because, like you say, that's it. That's the perfect way to thing. put it. Reserve yeah, judgment. And, and, yeah, and, and you like you say, right, judgment. right, and it's it it was it just suited an attacking team because they were so far forward trying to get the win. Uh, Uh, we have to talk about him. Emerson Royal, he had an absolute shocker. Uh, Three goals at fault for all three. It wasn't all his fault. I'm I'm not picking on him and saying the whole game was lost because of Emerson Royal. But uh, the first one, it was was an unlucky slip from Davies. And Davies has been fairly solid uh, during Conte. So I'll let that one go. It's a one-off and just an unfortunate thing. I thought the header by Sanchez wasn't too bad. He was stretching. He didn't head it back into the middle. He headed it to the side. But... (laughs) Royal then just lets it go past him, no kind of appreciation or awareness of what's around him, which just, you know, just short. You're taught as a kid, get rid of the ball, ask questions later, stick it in those Z, ask questions later. And he's just let that go along. But then from there, uh, Sanchez and a couple of others are just standing there while Brogia, uh, uh puts the ball in the net. And uh, yeah, and then, and then this. The, the third goal, especially, he's looking to go forward. I watched uh, uh, Mika Richards' uh, uh, analysis on Match of the Day. He's looking to go forward when <laughs> they're going for an attack and they're quite obviously going to cross the ball in the box and they've got someone marks in the box. So it's, it's just defensive awareness. And maybe that points to the fact that these days, wing-backs are more attacking full-backs than anything and they don't really have the uh, defensive kind of... Uh, an and appreciation so maybe it's not just Emerson maybe it's pretty much every fullback or, or wingback around at the moment but I mean he's got to learn that quickly and he is 22 he is moldable in that sense if he was 29 30 you're probably setting your ways a little bit there but I mean what do you make of Emerson uh, <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'm not imagining this going to be sort of like glowing references on on the guy
1: I've, look, I've been on your streams a hell of a lot. You've been on my streams a hell of a lot. And I'm not just, I'm not throwing my toys at the pram and judging him over the last few weeks. When I first saw him um, the first six weeks or so, he's, st- you know, he still played about, he still played about 10 games. And, and I was, I was watching, I was like, there's, there's nothing here. I'm really struggling to see a positive in terms of his attacking play, where even when, the, when the players are young and he is, I wouldn't say he's that young. He's 23. Um, you want to say you, you want to see something where you go, oh right. He could this is there's something there and there's potential. There's potential and he could get better at this. Um, but there's there's nothing that he can potentially get better at. I think his his uh his his ba- the basics are not there. The basics are not there. So defensively, you you mentioned Michael Richards. I didn't watch that because I didn't watch match of the day, but he's a very good person to listen to because mm-hmm. he was uh because he he's a right back and a centre back, Michael Richards. So he would have done. He would have done a bit of both. Audio
0: is for Brazilian. Emerson's got no flair. I mean,
1: the way his yeah. arms fly about, the way his arms fly about, it's it's like um, he come out recently. Scream! It's like Ghostface when he uh, when he's getting like he shouldn't be getting beaten up. He's just he's just flying about, going nowhere. I mean, I mean, Defensively, he just fair. runs to things, I mean, has no idea what he's doing. I mean, somebody said he's got good stamina. But what, what's good stamina if, you, if you're if you doing nothing yes. with it? And I, that I first goal, like, go, like you said, did you see the first goal? When he come out to the byline with his arms behind his back, the only thing he focused on was getting his arms behind his back. Yes. Literally getting his arms behind his back. No way near the play. The, the, the uh, Southampton guy was like, what's he doing? He was, he was literally like, right, he's <laughs> going to close me down here. He's going to close me down here. I might have to take a side step to cross the ball in. He literally just ran to the sideline with his arms behind his back. Then the Southampton player was just like, the in, like, he was like, What is What is this? It's like it can't be as easy as this. Um, but I do think that you know, uh, no player can be this bad. I said it yesterday, no player can really be this bad, no professional player. So, it could have been this bad for Batiste. It's a confidence thing now, it's really, really hitting the confidence thing. And he, he to, I, 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 I think he needs think, to get think, away.
0: I think you've not not uh, 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 I can't remember the expression knock that on the head it's not that like uh, that's it. hit the nail that's hit it. the nail on the head hit the that's nail it. on the head that's with it. A, with going to the sideline there I think he's so terrified of giving away a penalty and giving away a goal that's why he's focusing on that because his confidence is so shot to pieces so I, I thought he might have turned the corner against Brighton. You know, he looked really good in that first half. I know Brighton didn't turn up in their formation with uh, oh, what's his name, the, the the guy who was against, I can't remember his name who was against him, but was dragged from kind of centre uh, defence over to. Soli March. He might have been Soli March. That's him. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so he had him on toast certainly in that first half. I thought he turned the corner there, and then he puts in this kind of performance where under pressure he, he just goes missing, but. I mean, what would you do against Wolves? For me, I, I, I'd, I, I wouldn't say I'd drop him, but I wouldn't play him. And I, I, I I'm no manager, I'm no coach, whatever, in, in, in motivational guru or anything like that. But I wouldn't be saying to him, "You're dropped," because I think that will just shoot his confidence down even more. I'd be, I, I'd be telling him, I, I, "I'm going to give you a rest, a bit of time out, the firing line, just focus in training." I said this on your stream yesterday. Focus in training on, on concentrating on the defensive aspects. We'll run some drills. I, I, I'm assuming in training they do like a, a, a mini games and stuff for defense and attack. So we'll, we'll put you in a defense side. You focus on your defense, get, your, get your head back in. And then, uh, yeah. And then I'd put Doherty in just to see what he's got and then tell him the place is up for grabs. If you impress he ain't getting back in cause you are. And then in the hope that you can then motivate both players to, to have a battle for that position. But I, I wouldn't be saying Emerson, you are dropped. You're terrible because I think that will have a, an, an even bigger effect on his confidence, shooting down. But what what would you do, and who would you play in that position against Wolves?
1: Well, I think if you dropped, then it probably it sort of um, implies that you're terrible. So I think, I think well, they'll, they'll, they'll drop him, and uh, I don't think yeah, Conte's yeah, going to say but, you're terrible. I, ter- I, I think, think Royal will look back. I think Royal knows. That he was terrible. I think Royal, yeah. you know, no wing back. Yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily I think well. it
0: means that you're dropped because if he suddenly didn't play Hoiberg for two weeks, you could easily say, "Well, he needs a rest. He needs a rest." Mm. Same with Kane. If we had a a second striker in, you need a rest. Well, I'm gonna, uh, you know, so uh, he, he'll obviously be dropped. <laughs> we know he's been dropped if he doesn't play. But I wouldn't be saying that to him because I think that 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 would eat, it, uh, destroy his confidence even more.
1: Yeah, but, but I think yeah. it's good that he gets out of firing line. I think for yeah. his confidence, he just needs to get out of fire. If I was Conte, I'd say, look, we're gonna we're gonna go somewhere else for the next few weeks. We're gonna try a few more things at right wing back. You know, we think you're a good player. We've got, we, you know, obviously we bought you for a lot of money, so uh, we've got uh we, we've got faith in you. But we're gonna we're gonna try some other options. You can sort of uh, study the game. I think he needs to come out, study the game, study the English game maybe, and so, sometimes that's the, the best thing to do is be on the bench on a match day to see how the other players are doing uh to see our opposition right wing backs are working as well um so i need to, i think he needs to come out of firing line so he, he needs to be yeah he needs to be dropped and i think there are i think there are there are options outside dotty as well we talked about it last night somebody mentioned lucas a right wing back i'm not too keen on that to be honest with you especially if it takes him out of the right wing because he's been one of our most creative players in the right wing whether you like him or not it's very difficult to it was very very difficult Against uh, most teams this season, without Lucas to create chances, he's the only one that connects the midfield to the attack. Um, okay, he makes mistakes, he loses the ball. Um, so I wouldn't put him at right wing back. I, I heard somebody mention it, but I think you could put Bergwijn there. I think you could certainly put Bergwijn there. So if, if the Dotti thing doesn't work, I'd still I would, I would start with Dotti as you say. If that doesn't work, then I'd probably I'd probably move on to Bergwijn. Uh, but Royal, I think Royal needs needs to come out come out of firing line. Maybe you'd stick him in against Middlesbrough. In the FA Cup, you'd put you put him in that game. I know the FA Cup's a big it's the only trophy we, we you know we can win this yeah. season now. Um but uh you know we should have the we should have the firepower to beat them even with our yeah. second yeah. team. Well, I say yeah. that, I say that. But we didn't beat Murray with our second team, We almost yeah. lost to Morecambe. We almost lost to Morecambe, 75th minute took us to equalize. But yeah, he certainly needs he needs to come out for a little while, maybe study the game. Conte needs to work with him. Um, but he's clearly good in training. He's mm. clearly good in training, and he hasn't got a problem with his attitude. It doesn't seem like because no. if he's he's obviously better than in training. That's why he's starting in front of Dottie. Yeah. So, but on yeah, I, pitch, I, on, on match day I, he's struggling, isn't he? On match days he can see he's just. Yeah, I, I, I think he's
0: just terrified of making a mistake. Uh, going forward, he seems willing to go forward, and, and oh, we can go on and on about his cross. And he puts crosses in; they're not very good, but he's at least trying to put crosses in. Uh, so that will hopefully get better as well. So, so for me, he just needs to. At training, just practice crossing, you know, you've got those little, uh, uh, not mannequins, those wireframe mannequins, haven't you? Stick one of them on the penalty spot, get some crosses in and try and hit the mannequin on the head. And and I don't know how training works. I've never been a coach or a manager or whatever, you know, but I... I, I I can't imagine there's set rules like, no, you can't do that at training. You know, you hear all the time of players staying late at training. So just get one of the coaches, put a mannequin in the middle and then try and whip that ball onto his head. Uh, And then, yeah, like the defensive work as well, the concentration and, and, I, I think he could be a player. I know you said he's a, <laughs> the worst player you've ever seen or something along that effect. But I, I think there's a player in there. I mean, you don't get signed he's up. The worst, the he's
1: certainly the worst uh, full-back I've seen at Spurs. He's, he's He is the worst. Mm. He's worse than Gilberto. Yeah, what I saw of Gilberto, well, he's honestly, the, uh, defensively, it's the defensive side of things that, yeah. that really, really, I, I, really I think the game's
0: me. changed. You, you used to have full-backs, didn't you? So they would... Uh, that you know, under the Ferguson era you had full backs who maybe overlapped the wingers, but the wingers were the ones who create the width and create the problems, your gigs, your Beckham's and and, and and your Ronaldos to an extent before he moved in the centre. Whereas now you look at Liverpool, Trent Alexander Arnold didn't act great defensively either. When he is asked to defend, he looks suspect. He's but not great, is,
1: he's not great, no. but he's ten times better than Emerson. Yeah, he's, the, he's, but he's but the, Emerson the, the, Emerson's defending consists of I'm going to run. I'm going to run at you and hope for the best. Sometimes he he tackles and wins the ball. Oftentimes he doesn't and the opposition get behind him. And then he's lethargic when he runs back. I've I've seen him. He's so lethargic when he runs back as well. He just goes full. Sometimes, sometimes you've just got to hold your... It's not difficult. You you just don't run into the winger. as As a right back or any player, sometimes you hold your position and the winger passes back. Into center midfield, you've done your job basically. And sometimes you win the ball, but we don't see it from Emerson. The winger goes at him every time because they know they can they can get past him with ease, and they know that Emerson's gonna come for them. Just hold your line sometimes. Whenever a winger has the ball, he's flying out trying to win the ball. Just stay, and that's common sense. Yeah. That's not that's not you know 90s football, 70s football, 60s football, Sunday league football. It's the basics of defending, it doesn't matter what position you play. So that that is what's lacking. Just just common sense and the basics of football with Emerson. It really is. Yeah, it really is
0: awful. I mean, you don't get signed up by Barcelona if you're a terrible footballer. So I think there is a player in there. He just needs to to focus on on on, like you say, the basics of defending. And and Alexander Arnold doesn't really need to defend that much. It's only when they go in Champions League or play the Man Cities or, or or the Chelsea. Well, and look
1: what he does in attack. Look, look what he does in attack. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I mean.
1: You like don't worry about it, mate. You like don't don't worry about it, mate.
0: Yeah, I, I, you you can handle uh, Alexander Arnold. Maybe not being the greatest defensively because of what he does in attack and sets goals up. But but I, I think it's just the, the 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 modern wing, modern fullback, if you like, which is turned into a wing-back. It's all about the attack rather than the defense, and he gets caught out of position, and he but he doesn't really need to defend that much. Uh, but yeah, a couple of do comments.
1: You remember, Cat do, you man. do you remember Tramazani? Do don't, you I remember don't. I can't remember Tramazani. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember Tramazani. we yeah, come so. to that
0: comment in a bit. Uh, Catman Jess, big up guys. First time checking out the channel. Thanks so much for watching the channel. Uh, really ha- and the comment. Really helps the channel grow. Uh, Audio arzan a couple of comments from him. <laughs> Gilberto was crap, proper crap. And uh, I think that's about eight exclamation marks there. Just to <laughs> emphasise that point. And Tramazani was the worst fullback at Spurs. I can't even remember him. Uh,
1: I can't remember Tramacere. He I he's that Italian. He didn't
0: play that much, but um, yeah, yeah. I, I, with Gilberto, uh, Gilberto with, with Emerson, I think there is a player there. I just think he needs to go back to the basics, have a bit of time out the firing line, and kind of regroup and get his head back. I think his head has kind of gone, and he's more focused now, on not making mistakes rather than doing what you should be as a defender. Uh, Chris, it, I, it I just a, want
1: to ask you—I just want to ask you a question here. Do you think because I've heard, do you think twenty-three is young? Do you, think, do you think 23 is young in modern football? Uh, because we're talking about Harry Kane. We're talking about Harry Kane being at 28, saying, oh, he's in his last few years. And Son, so like, <laughs> they're in their last few years at 28, 29. That's only five years in front of 23. I, 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 I like, think what people mean there is last yeah.
0: few years of their of their peak. Because uh, I mean, ages ago, it was 26 to 29 was your peak. Certainly, it's a forward and outfield player. I, I think 23 is fairly young. It's not obviously not, uh, you know, your early 20s or what's Skip now? He's 19, is he? Or is he 20 now? Uh, so he's obviously got a few years on him. But I, I think he's still fairly young. And, 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 you know, we were talking about Ibrahimovic off air, who's. Uh, <laughs> Must be about 40 now. If if, if you look after yourself... He is yourself, 40. He, he is for, yeah. I think he's
1: 40, he might be 41. Yeah. I think if you, you look be after yourself
0: and after your body, you, you can carry on. Obviously, he wouldn't be able to play as a fullback back uh, in today's modern game because of the lack of pace he's got. But, the, the, you know, he, he, he modifies his game. And, and, and uh, listen, Ibrahimovic is a, a 20 times a better player than Emerson probably will be. Uh, so it's a kind of unfair... Um, Comparison there, I guess.
1: Um, But yeah, yeah, I think Chris. I, I, yeah, I think he just turned twenty-one, didn't he, Skip? But um, he's yeah. still very, very young. He plays like it. I mean, you know, like, he's been around yeah. forever, doesn't he, Skip? Well, he's he plays very like mature he's been for his forever. age,
0: isn't he? And then, uh, yeah. Audio Artisan said, at twenty-three, you're expected to be ready for first team football, or you're shipped out. That's probably a a good point there. I didn't think of
1: that. Uh, but this is the thing; it's, an, an it's, an dep- it's highly dependent on position, isn't it? Age. If you're a keeper, twenty-three is young. For a yeah, fair enough. Is. 23 is young. For a striker that doesn't rely on pace like Ibrahimovic, 23 is young. You're not going to be in your peak till your late 20s. But for, they're basically wingers now. They're, they're almost, yeah, wing yeah. backs are basically wingers. Wingers have always been young because you, your pace goes first and wingers always have relied on pace. So 23 for a winger, 23 24 is peak. 25 maximum is. I, th- peak. I think
0: Audio Artisan has said it perfectly here. I, I, I think 23 is fairly young. Yeah but you're expected to be in the first team. So if you're 23 and and not really making exactly. the first team, then by the time exactly. you are, you're about 26. And that's probably why we ship Mark and Day out as well. He's not ready for the first team. He's not a winger, but I think a midfielder. And Audio Arzans also said Alexander-Arnold will replace Salah and be like a right-footed bail. I mean, that does make sense with the, the shot he's got in him is set, set plays crossing ability and, and, like we said, with a lack of defensive, defensive kind of nouse, that would possibly make sense pushing him up. Uh, but I guess it we'll makes sense for
1: England as well. I was thinking about this yeah. uh, for England. We've got so many right backs. We've got about fifteen quality right backs, and Trent Alexander Arnold could play in the right wing. You got Saka there and Sancho. I, would, I wouldn't say Saka and Sancho are, are out. I mean, they're very good, but they're not like the Declan Rice's and the Canes, and uh, you know, and th- those sorts of players that are certainly going to start um so yeah Alexander Arnold on the right wing get one of the many many right I mean Rhys James Carl Walker we've got a ton of right backs you know right now so I was thinking about that for for um England so yeah it could happen for Liverpool I mean mean,
0: if you get that for the World Cup Kane must be licking his lips going I've got Alexander Arnold raining crosses in he he must be loving that so that does make sense
1: uh Liverpool played yesterday did they um I think they Yeah, I think they won 1-0, didn't they? I can't remember who they played. Let me check. Because I only say that because of Diaz. I looked on the lineups, and I think... I wasn't sure if anyone watched it. Did Diaz start or did he come on as a sub? Because I wanted to watch, obviously, the Diaz that we we didn't miss out on. We were never going to sign him. But that's another winger for Liverpool. Looks like they're already... They're being proactive, aren't they? They've got Yotta. Mane, Salah and now Diaz
0: They're preparing aren't they For the Mane's and the Salah's and the Firmino's moving on, they're preparing The next generation of that Kind of strike force uh, So Jota was the first part of that uh, If Audio Artisan is correct then Alexander Arnold could be another part of that and then uh, uh, Diaz is is another part But uh, in terms of Spurs We've still got to carry on about this I uh, you were pretty much asked exactly this on your channel yesterday, or, or, or you asked us on, on your channel yesterday. Are we missing Dyer in defence? Romero's obviously staying in the defence. He's our best defender. But, you know, it's not it's not hard to be our best defender. You just have to get a wait for us, pick one up, because the rest are from Poundland. Uh, are we missing <laughs> Dyer, that kind of, kind of leadership there? I mean, I know he makes mistakes and everything, but he does kind of organise quite well. Uh, I know you said yesterday he seems to shout, when he makes a mistake, and blame everybody else. But uh, is he better than Sanchez for you? And are we missing him? And, and do you expect him to come back in uh, as soon as he's fit again?
1: I've, see. I'm more. I'm more frustrated and critical of Dyer than I am Emerson because Spurs fans constantly make excuses for, for bringing Dyer into the team, and the excuse I'm hearing because if you look at it in football, and football inability. There is nothing defensively good about Dyer, but the the fact is they will come back in because he he is the only one that is prepared to sit deep, and the central centre back has to be deep. All we need to Romero tried to play at central centre back, but you know he's ultra aggressive. He he's got the potential to be well class, Romero, but he needs to he needs to be ultra aggressive, and playing as a central centre back, you can't really leave gaps at the back. So he needs to be left side or right side. So do you if you think he'll is the be? only one, if Di the only one that will sit deep, then we need him. But is he a great defender? Absolutely not. He's still a living for seven years. He's just the best of a really, really bad bunch. It seems.
0: Yeah, I mean, with Romero, he's obviously quite aggressive there. Do you, do you think not trained out of him, but do you think Conte can train it into him to essentially like choose your battles and when to come in hard? Because uh, Bright, Brighton certainly against Morepay. He never got time when he did get the ball, which was uh, very few and far between because they were terrible, Brighton. But he never got the chance to turn. He was always back to goal because Romero was right there. And that was the right thing to do there. But if you've got someone facing you and they're quite tricky or they've got players uh, around you, you've you've got to hold your position. You can't go in because, like you say, if you get played around, you've lost the defender and he's taken out the game. That's what happened in his first game. I, I, I think it might have been Norwich where we conceded the goal. I can't remember. Who that was against. He came diving in uh, uh, in no man's land. But do, do you think Conte will be able to train that into him to, to pick your battles, essentially, on when to go in hard, when to be aggressive, and when to stand off a little bit and, and maintain your position? Absolutely. And, 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 the, and then he could be coach. that. And then he could be that central defender
1: but I think if you, if you do that you lose what's what's good about and that ultra aggressive side to Ramiro is what makes him so good and and a deep center back you will still come out to win balls you will still come back to win balls but very very rarely I think your duty is almost to cover for when the right center back and left center back come out of the back line so when the Ramiro potentially makes an error I don't he's not going to win every ball it doesn't matter how good you are right center back or left center back you're you're never going to win every ball but definitely I, I agree with he needs to get the balance right he needs to get the balance right and in a 4-4-2 at the start of the season he he was that was not good he was making a lot of errors ramiro He's coming out far too often and uh with the other center back sort of coming out as well not covering it was a nightmare we were getting caught in behind all the time uh, but he sort of, we saw him grow for the season and now he's playing the system now he's in a system which absolutely plays to his strengths uh, and as, as and playing as the central center back is not playing to his strengths Right centre back or left centre back, but you know Dyer's is injured. Dyer was injured. I, if we could say Sanchez, just sit back, mate. Just sit or Rodon or Tanganga. Just sit back. If 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 somebody else could just sit back, then you've got you've you've got a potentially better centre back than Dyer. because he's not good. The only but he does, he does fit the role. On the other side of that, he's so deep at times, so deep that the opposition can. Throw numbers up there and not risk being offside, so, and, and that's a problem. You need to play some sort of offside trap at all levels of football. And when you see Dyer play, he plays so deep that they, they can they can throw players forward, throw players forward. We we beat Leicester without Dyer. We beat Brighton without Dyer. Okay, we lost to Southampton without Dyer. We're gonna win games with Dyer. We're gonna lose games with Dyer. We lost. We got destroyed by Man, Man United, Chelsea, and Arsenal with Dyer playing in every game. Uh, and people are saying, oh, he's key. He's essential. You know, we won games with him against Norwich and Leeds in Conte's first eight games. He had a very, very easy first eight games, Conte. All bottom 11 teams. All bottom 11 teams. It's as simple as that. And he stands out against them. Sanchez will stand out against them. Some of the average pace will stand out against them. But we're not. We're in the top four. We need to fight for the top four. is not good enough for the top four. This summer, Dyer needs to go. If we're really serious, if we're really serious, he needs to go now i can see why he has leadership and why he you know tells people what to do he's been in the, he's been in the dressing room for 7 years so he's going to have that natural leadership um he's going to have you know the lot the staff will know him the fans obviously he's been around a long time so we know him but there's no substance even to his shouting it's when we've conceded a goal it's at a referee when he's already when the referee's already made a decision as i said when we've conceded or when he's out of position a lot of the time You know, he's pointing where other players should go. If you watch the other players, nobody's listening to him. Like, literally, nobody's listening to him. They know, they can see that he's not a good defender, but he has to be in there. He's probably a better centre-mid, centre-defensive mid. And I've heard a few people say, if he play 3-5-2, maybe he can go in there. I, I possibly. Yeah, I think I think that's a better role for him. I still don't think he's very good in there. I just don't think he's a very good footballer. I mean, he's he was sort of brilliant man, in that position before. We've got to stop before. making excuses. We've got to stop making excuses for him. It's as simple as that.
0: So who, who would you have in your defence against Wolves? I think Romero and Davies are probably already there, aren't they? And then who would you have as your centre-one if you were picking a team?
1: If that is fit... If Dyer's fit, I'd put him there. But it's highly dependent on how you're looking at the future. Because I personally, I don't think we're going to get top four. So I would put Dyer out there and try Rodon, Sanchez or Tanganga as a central centre-back for the future. Because I don't think there's a future with Dyer, So I would try them there, Um, especially Rodon or Tanganga. See how they're doing. Managers don't like Rodon, obviously. They probably don't think he's good enough. But maybe keep him there as the central centre-back and try that. Try one of them in there um, instead. And but it would probably give us less chance of getting into the top four because you're gonna have to sort of you're gonna have to adapt to player. But in the long run, I think it's gonna be very good. And quite frankly, I don't think we're getting into the top four anyway. So, and, and it could work out brilliant. It could work out brilliant, it could be a better centre back option than Dyer. It wouldn't take much. All they have to do is stay deep. All, all a centre-back has to do is stay deep. If you stay deep. Uh, and Sanchez has got the physical traits. Tanganga's fantastic. I think um, I think they can do it. We need to believe in some of the younger players. die has been there for too long. He's just been there for too long. And, and he's not a, he's not a good centre-back at all.
0: No, I, th- I think Tanganga maybe isn't as, as good as we sometimes uh, want he's him been to been mistakes. And, he's and, been and bad. I think part of that is to do with his versatility. Versatility is good it's also a hindrance in a way because you don't train in a specific position you're constantly training one week in one position another week in another position so you don't get to nail down the all the aspects and the the, the minute details of a certain position uh yeah so i'm not sure to be honest i think it's tricky
1: it's it's, it's tricky a lot of people will vouch for diet because he shouts a lot and that frustrates me the most that frustrates me the most um you obviously need a, a
0: partnership, don't you? You need communication there. So it makes sense to either put Dyer or Sanchez in just because that's who they've been playing with and try and get some communication there and some understanding there. But uh,
1: it will be tough. You'd, you'd imagine an experienced footballer should yeah. have some knowledge of, well, to be fair, he's never played free at the back, has he, Dyer? So he's never actually played free yeah. at the back. So he's not even knowledgeable about playing free at the back. So. Um, but I'm, I'm sure when he comes back in, he'll 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 get back in. But look, he was dropped under Pochettino going into the last six months when we got into the Champions League final. He was dropped in the Champions League final. He didn't play the last uh, the knockout stages in Champions League final. He was dropped last year by Jose Mourinho. Stuck with him for four or five months. Rodon was coming in for him. He played five of the bounce before before um, before uh, Mourinho got sacked. Um, managers fancy him at the start, and then they soon get frustrated and they see that Dyer is a limited player. Um, yeah. he is very very limited so um but and i think it's time i just think it's time if we want to be a serious contenders we've got to we've got we've got to change the team we've got to change the team mentality we need some quality centre backs the problem is if you play six centre backs and we only keep the only one that you, you think we should definitely keep is probably romero i think tanganga <laughs> needs alone tanganga needs alone and uh possibly davis left centre back
0: yeah, I mean, so Tanganga needs to, uh, Conte needs to find out why. Tanganga is this position for me. Go out on loan. He has to play in that position, have a full season in that position. But again, like Audio Artisan says, he's he's he must be pushing on 23 now. He's not cracking into the first team. So I'd say a loan is his last chance. Saloon impressed there. Then see what he's got next season. But uh, yeah, the defence is a tricky one. And and. Uh, Going back to the game, what really annoyed me, absolutely made me furious, the last two goals, is (laughs) we're not footballers. We watch games, you know, on Match of the Day or or, or, or live or at the game, and that's pretty much it, and maybe a bit on YouTube. (laughs) These people are watching games over and over and over again, and they're letting Ward Prowse cross the ball with about five yards spare. You could give him one yard and he could stick it on someone's head, let alone five. And he did it once. They scored the equaliser. And then the last goal, they do it again. And I mean, that for me just comes down to like attitude. I mean, these are professional footballers. Conte's got three fitness coaches in. It's not like me playing who wouldn't be able to get to him just because my legs have gone and I'm knackered and everything like that. These are players who should be fit and should know better and should know but he's their danger man because if he puts crosses in, they know crosses are coming in and it's going to hit the mark and where they're running and all they have to do is run in and get into a good area. And that's exactly what happened twice. I mean, you can argue that Emerson Sanchez, whoever didn't attack the ball to head it out. But you're asking for trouble if you let Ward-Prowse cross the ball with free will. You're asking for trouble. and I just don't understand how that was allowed to happen once. And I'm flabbergasted and Absolutely amazed that it was allowed to happen. Four minutes after that, and and I mean, would you put that down to attitude, just desire, just complete naivety, uh, just absolute terrible play, <laughs> or a combination of all four? I mean, would you put that down to allowing someone like that? You 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 wouldn't let David Beckham do that, and Ward Prowse is no different.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, first 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 off, you know, it, lack of intelligence, lack of quality. Once again, and I, and I think the lack of fitness is down to the it's down to the fact that obviously Conte hasn't been there long enough to implement a philosophy where the fitness levels will be high for 90 minutes. Um, and uh, that's perfectly that's perfectly apt because, you know, I look, put a little statistic up last night and between 76th and 90th minute, we conceded eight. We conceded eight goes this season, only scored three. So we're still struggling to get the fitness levels up to what it needs to be. And you can see Reggie coming out to James Ward Prowse was just—it was just too slow. It was too lethargic. Labored, and that was—it it
0: was just like jogging. Yeah. Oh, you, you've got to close him down, and, and oh!
1: But then you, I annoyed. have to say this. I have to say this. James Ward Prowse is absolutely mm. magnificent. The amount of stick that guy gets—I was calling out for ages ago, three months ago. Like this is the guy we should be targeting, and he, he gets stick because he only apparently only—he's uh, only a set piece taker. He's only a set piece. Taker. He's not. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, those two not.
0: goals weren't from set pieces, were they? And they were uh, exactly free, free, free play, cross, and, and uh, what you it's get. He's one of that the
1: best is- manipulators in the game, so it is going to be difficult to stop someone like that. He's one of the best yeah. manipulators of a ball in the game, but you expect more. and We were so far away, and as you said, to to lose a go uh, to lose a goal doing it uh, at two two, the equaliser is is bad enough, mm. but to to you know. To, to, to make the same error, to make the same mistake is unforgivable, yeah, I mean, quite frankly. I mean, he, he could have put
0: that on someone's head even if a uh, full desire, goes out and closes him down because he might nick it past him because Region's going at pace. But at least make him work to get that cross in. He didn't have yeah. to work. All he had to do was control a football, which he's a professional footballer. It's just like, you know, breathing for us. It's just second nature. And he didn't even have to try to, to, to get into a crossing position. At least make him work for it. Oh, so frustrating. And, and certainly the second one, that four minutes after the first one where we've conceded the goal. And, and I mean, what you get with that is you get the players. And we've had it before. When Erikson didn't play in, the, in his last season when he was terrible. So I, I go back to the uh, Newcastle game at home when we lost 1-0. He wasn't playing. We had Winks in the middle who was just passing side to side. And, and Winks passing side to side was fine when Erikson was playing. Because then there's someone there who can ping it 50 yards or make something happen. But without him there, it didn't happen. And and Son, Kane, and whoever else played, must have been Ali, weren't making the runs because they know they're not going to be found. As soon as you put Ericsson in, the run started happening because you know, someone who can make it. It's just unfortunate. Newcastle so deep then, And it's the same with Ward-Prowse. If he, <laughs> if he's got that room to cross the ball, the strikers and the attackers are going to go into the box. That's why the second goal is one of their defenders, I think, or defensive midfielder, because they can see Ward-Prowse has got the ball. He's going to put that into an area because he's going to look up and got the ability to put it on my head. And oh, it's just so frustrating. It's just so, so simple. Frustrated me so much. Uh, Uh, And then Conte, uh, brilliant coach, brilliant coach, brilliant manager, shown that in his career. But was he tactically beaten? I I I think it was Colin on your stream yesterday said that they targeted uh, Southampton, our right side, and and the fact that our full-backs go forward, similar to how uh, um, Liverpool do. uh, And they targeted that space behind. So do you think Conte got tactically beaten by that in the same way that he, he tactically beat Klopp? Oh, obviously, we didn't win that game, but uh, we should have done. Or do you just think it was just the players who who need to take that responsibility?
1: Um, uh, certainly certainly a, uh, a bit of both, but I, I feel like, again, we go back to our formation and f- the transfer window. I feel like the, the only thing he can do is play in the 3-4-3. Three, three. And, and the biggest... The, the 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 biggest uh, thing to come out of last night was we were overrun in centre midfield. That they, they had not just War Prowse but Armstrong and Romelu, uh, Romelu Armstrong and uh, War Prowse. They completely overrun Winks and Hoibier. They couldn't they couldn't settle. And and from that we were we were on the back foot. So if we played a free if we played a free in midfield, it would have been a different game. It would have been a different game. But we don't have the players to do that. We really really don't have the players to do that. We've got four centre mids. We've only got four centre mids in the squad now. We've got um, so if you play three, you you need a backup for every position basically. So you need six, you need six centre backs if you're playing three at the back. You need six centre mids. Um, every position you need a backup for. We've got four centre mids, and partly that's because obviously we lost three to a certain extent. We can argue they're number tens, but well, they were, if they came in this season, they were playing uh, centre mid Ali and Dombele and the So I think I don't think we should have got rid of the Celso. I know a lot of people wanted him out. Because of the lack of players, I think we should have kept the cell, so then we could potentially play in a five. And I think that's where we lost the game. We lost the game in midfield because two against three. And it's not only it's not the fact that they're not defensively good enough. You need someone proactive in centre midfield who can take the ball out and push their centre backs back, uh, centre mids back, push the team back. The centre mids they had all the time in the world. Romeo, Will Prouse and Armstrong they could keep flying forward. They had all the time in the world. And uh, we couldn't do much about it because we just don't... We don't have the players. The transfer window was a failure. And this 3-4-3 with the current personnel we have is an issue because we've got no creativity coming from the wing-back positions either. If you've got phenomenal wing-backs, uh, it's, it's a different matter. Um, but we're not really creating a wing-back. We're not really creating a centre-mid. And 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 we're losing battles all over the place. But if you lose the battle in centre-midfield, that's the key position. That's the key of every team. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a big, big problem. So not necessarily tactically but perhaps he should have just gone with a free set he, he should have gone with free center midfields regardless of not having the plays not having the reinforcements he still should have gone with the free and changed it during the game i never saw that it's difficult to criticize conte but everybody has to come in for criticism even the best the best managers and the best players they have to come in for criticism now and again and house house on who was a very he's a very smart manager a very very smart yeah. manager yeah, I think Romelu
0: got a yellow card early doors. I don't necessarily mind that, obviously, if uh, that happens and he gets a red card later because of a second yellow, then you do mind it. But it shows desire and, and desire to get into it and, and, and show the other team you're in for a game. We're too placid in in that respect, I feel. that we, The first 50-50, we generally always lose. And you, you've got to be winning that first 50-50 to show the crowd if you're at home and shut up the crowd if you're away that the other team are in for a game and to show the other players as well. And then Romeo does that. He got a yellow card. He obviously did well there to to not go too over the top uh, later on. But like you say, we won the midfield battle. So he didn't really have that much to do in that respect in terms of battling. Uh, just a couple of comments uh, from J- or one comment. Uh, Jacob uh, Farrow, Faro, sorry. Big up, gents. Cracking stream last night. Assuming uh, uh, that was your stream, Tommy, which uh, always cracking streams. Tommy does on here for the first time. Uh, Really appreciate you checking us out. Uh, And uh, everyone who's watching, new people, uh, regulars, thanks so much. And for all the comments, uh, please hit the like and please hit the subscribe. Uh, All helps. Uh, But yeah, I I think we've really got to get into a stage where we we want to battle and we like a battle. And I do like that about Emerson. When one of his first games against Palace, he was laughing and joking about to uh, Zaha, which... I don't mean laughing and joking because Zaha beat him, but he seemed to enjoy that battle. I think we need more people. Like that
1: <laughs> Absolutely certainly. destroyed him. You give him a, you know, you you say fair enough. You're like fair enough. Okay, um, first game uh, against Palace. But he didn't Emerson. shy he away from in. it.
0: He didn't shy away from it, which I quite
1: like. Which I like it, but the, the reason the reason Tanganga got sent off was be- because he had to he had to move on to Zaha. He had to go, he had to start marking Zaha because he was destroying Emerson at every opportunity. Tanganga had to, you remember there was a Tanganga and Zaha battle we pushing each other, yeah. uh, this, the, and the other. And, and Zaha won that battle. Tanganga shouldn't have got in, gone in and got that second yellow card. It was it uh, it was, it was stupid. It was stupid. It was immature. But uh, he had to do that. He had to go on the right side because Emerson just wasn't doing his job. And as I said, that's the first game, but he hasn't got better. He hasn't got better over the months. And, and people can talk about his crossing and, and all the other attacking aspects of Emerson, but he st- uh, he's predominantly he's defending That's atrocious, absolutely atrocious. So, um, so, so yeah, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do with a boy. As I said yesterday, the only reason he's still in the team past January is because we don't have another right wing back. So, so Gil went out on loan after signing for 35 million pounds. That's fine. Cause you've got Son there and potentially Bergwine. You can't really put Emerson out on, on loan because you've got Doherty there. I guarantee if we had another, if Carl Walker was the other right wing back, or even yeah, trippier, Emerson would be going out on loan. Hundred percent, Emerson would be going out on loan because he's a he's been a liability. I know it's early on, but he's been a liability. You'd say you know go somewhere else for six months, come back, see you know see what you're made of. But we have to stick with them. We don't have you know we don't have many options. So, but I like the fact that we didn't in a way because these guys have got a chance to prove themselves. If they don't, if either one of them do, fantastic. If if both don't, get rid of both of them. Get rid of both of them. Even if it's on loan for Emerson, let him go back to La Liga or something and and do some damage. Uh, over there but um at the moment and, and if both of them don't do it put Bergwijn in there why not try Bergwijn in Danny Danny K what's going on yeah. brother are you Danny Kiriakou
0: in the chat I'm not Brian Dagle so I can't do the uh, g- <laughs> your little jingle justice where is or Dagle
1: I haven't seen I haven't seen Dagle yeah. for ages Danny K yeah, you got absolutely. something coming up at 3 haven't you you've got you're doing a stream at 3 I think Tottenham on tour um yeah, the last one.
0: Great channel going from strength to strength yeah. to make sure you check them out. Uh, this might surprise you. I've got a positive banner here. I am I, I, scraping <laughs> the barrel a little bit because it didn't Let's happen too much. But uh, the, the Kane, Mora, and Sun link up looked quite good. And, and, and obviously, the Kane and Son, we know about that from uh, previous seasons. But Mora seemed to have uh, linked up as well. Mora was involved in both goals. I know Scott M on your channel was saying he got lucky with the assist. I'm not sure about that. I think that's slightly harsh. Uh, but if we if we if it was the other way around and we had the twenty three shots with M three linking up like that, we'd have scored a hatful of goals or certainly had a, a lot of chances. So that's something to build on. We've just got to get that someone in midfield and hopefully Benton Kirk can help sort that problem out. And then we can you know because during the Poch era, it was essentially uh, Wanyama uh, uh, or Dyer uh, uh, the season before and Dembele were literally there to just shield the defence. And the two central defenders, Dier then slipped back into a back three when we didn't have the ball. And then Carl Walker and uh, Rose were going forward, uh, but also had to get back. And it was largely Kane, Son, Ali and Ericsson Ericsson had a free roll, but it was them four that were allowed you go win us the game. You do what you want. You go win us the game. We've got the set up here to protect us if you lose the ball, but you go win us the game. And we've got to try and do something similar here with these three. Kane and Son are obviously going to start the game if they're fit, but Morva, I, I think gets a bit of a bad rap and he, he does look uh, like he wants to try and make things
1: happen. He gets, he he gets a bloody bad rap, Luke, yeah. uh, Lucas. You're yeah. right. But, but,
0: but we've got to we've he got really to set does. up the team so that we're solidly defensively if we lose the ball, but we've got people in the midfield who can get the ball to those three. I mean, you mentioned is the one who gives the ball to Kane and Son. It needs to be someone who gives the ball to one of those three and then they can link up like they were doing. But I mean, that's the only positive I could find from the game, other than the fact that the whistle went and put us out of our misery. Um, But yeah, I mean, what do you think of those uh, uh, three? as a link up. I mean, we don't really need to talk about Kane and Son. Everyone knows how good they are. They're world-class players. And Mora gets a lot of flack and a lot of unfair criticism, I think. Uh, And people saying, oh, he's just living off his Amsterdam uh, 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 game. But I I think he does a lot, lot more than just that Amsterdam game. But uh, yeah, what did you make of those three? And uh, uh, just before you answer, Danny said 3pm, probably won't be on it as he's working, but you never know. But that'll be Tottenham and tour, so make sure you check them out at 3. But yeah, Kane, Son, but, Mora, the link up.
1: So, yeah, yeah, we know about Kane and Son, obviously, phenomenal, especially last season. Uh, but I saw, uh, the, it's difficult because I just, uh, I, I, I just mentioned that, in December, against those lesser teams that Conte, you know, that Conte beat, we did have a really good. We did have a, re- a, a really, relatively easy spell. The only difficult team was Liverpool, who are very good, but they didn't have a centre midfield. It was Milner, Morton making his debut. Um, still, you know, still very good. To, and Van Dyke wasn't there either. He was a massive figure for them. Um, so, other than that, every other team was in the bottom eleven. Uh, so, but during that, I saw Lucas and Son linking up really well as well. I saw them really, really linking up very, very well. Mm. At times, uh one touch passing on the on the turn, and Lucas gets such a bad rap. I said, look, I said in the summer, he's not, you know, we don't really, he's not we, we don't need him. We're not gonna, I'm not gonna lose any sleep if we sell Lucas or Lamella, to be honest with you. But then he had a good preseason, and if we did not have Lucas this season, there would be no passes into the and There'd be nothing. No. Because as you said, we had Carl Walker, but we had Carl Walker and Danny Rose back in the day, so we had quality fullbacks. We had Dembele, who wasn't an unbelievable passer of the ball. He wasn't a sprayer, but he took it out of defence. He, ne- he and, never and gave the ball the away, did he?
0: Apart from uh, a exactly. semi-final, I And,
1: and then you had Ericsson at number 10, who would come deeper at times and spray the ball round. So you had many different options, all, all quality options. We've got Winks, hoybier who are just, they're not going to drive. They're not really going to drive with the ball like Dembele. And they're not great sprayers of, uh, of the ball. And then we've got Reggie and Royal at wing back. So... We really we are struggling to take to get chances. And if Lucas wasn't there, he, our three best chances of the game against um, uh, against uh, uh, in the previous game against Southampton, it was all Lucas. It was all, Reggie should have scored the goal. Reggie was one on yeah. one. He should have scored that. That started with Lucas. Brilliant, brilliant turn into Hoibier. Got that ball moving. The amount of times he's picked up the ball in centre midfield, turned and got us moving. It's the only time he got moving in many games. The only time. Then he played the reverse pass yesterday for the go brilliant reverse yeah. pass one touch and the cross out- outstanding yeah. it was a great ball by Kane into him great ball by Kane into him and we talked Kane Son uh Kane Son and Lucas that was the perfect uh that was a perfect partnership Kane to yeah. Lucas curled it round, and Son perfect finish Yeah, I, I, I finish. think people saying that
0: uh that the the cross for the Suns goal was lucky I've, I've... I How can it buy be that lucky? At all. I mean, where he's, else
1: was he crossing it? Where else was he crossing he, it? Is, is he's put wallet? that
0: into an area and said that a good cross is saying to the, putting a cross in and saying to the striker, here you go, attack it. And that's what Son did and then left the keeper flat-footed. So I think he knew exactly what he was doing more with that cross. And, and with the uh, reverse pass for Hoiberg for the first one as well, he wasn't even looking, but he knew he was there. Put it straight into his path. Hoiberg didn't need to break stride and then uh, the defenders then had to make a decision and got unlucky with the own goal. But yeah, I, I I think getting them three firing and and linking up as often as possible is a way that we're going to score a lot of goals in this team. But you need to have the stability at the back like we had with Poch.
1: And as you say, we need to be able to release Son, Lucas or Kane without Lucas being the one to release them.
0: Absolutely. And hopefully Benton Kerr can can, uh, in some way kind of bridge that gap and and get us a bit closer to that. But...
1: uh, Yeah, it looks like he's got a good range of passing. I don't think yeah. he's going to be the guy that comes out of defense and drives, no. but it looks like he's got very good range of passing, so that could that could be very helpful. And we're going to need the wing backs to start firing. I think Reggie's good enough. But yeah. I think right, I'm a big I think Reggie and Lucas get a lot of stick unwarranted. Um I think the right wing back's get a lot of stick and it is warranted because warranted we need one of them to stand up. And if Ben Tanker even if he is because wh- whenever I've seen him play he's a deep uh, he's a deep player. But as I said said earlier, look, Juventus. We've got fantastic centre mids, so he's probably always, you know, there. Pogba, da da da. So he's probably always forced into the deeper role. So maybe he can come more on the front foot. And uh, you know, as we've seen already, he's 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 range of passing, both footed. He's he's a very very good player. He'd be perfect in a free. But again, you know, we just don't have the we don't have the personnel to to play a free. Uh, um, But no, he's uh, hopefully he can he can he can do it because from from in terms of. Passing range—he's probably the best I've seen in in our team out uh, of the four centre midfielders. As good as Skip is, I don't think he's got great passing range either. So um, yeah, but he, he can has his a, moments, he can Skip, but yeah,
0: not not consistently enough. But if he got pushed forward or, or got into that role, or you are the one passing, I I, I think Skip would be the kind of player that would uh, stay yeah. later, training for two hours, practicing all of yeah. that kind of stuff. I think he's got a cracking attitude, and and yeah. Uh, yeah, in terms of the Wolves game, before we kind of head off, uh, how do you think that pans out? And and for me, I'd put Doherty in. Uh, uh, he's going to know that a lot of the players anyway. You know, we bought him as a wing back. We played him as a full back. Now we're playing as a wing back, and Emerson I think needs a bit of time out to play Doherty. See what he does. Uh, stick Benton Kerr in for me. I'd have Skip as the kind of uh, enforcer, drop not drop Hoyberg. rest Hoyberg. I think he needs a rest. Benton Kerr then as the kind of Dembello who's got a bit of license to go a bit forward, spray balls, and then I'd have Winks who who is playing forward now and playing passes and trying to play cutting passes. Whether he's good enough remains to be seen. But like you've said <laughs> Uh, January windows pass. So that's what we're left with until the summer. So th- they're the three I'd have. And then you, you, you know, the, 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 the front three, uh, Kane, Moore son and try and get them in the game. Uh, but, and and what I want to see, I say every game and it never happens is that first 50, 50, knock one of their players up in the air, show them that you're here to mean business. It yeah. doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's a defender, midfielder, Kane, son, whoever, just show everyone you're in for business and then that will translate through the team and then try and have a lot more shots and then have more shots than the opposition. But uh, yeah, Audio Artesana said Conte won't lose three in a row. Wolves will get battered. I love your optimism. Uh, I don't want to tempt fate too <laughs> too much. Oh, but, three, uh, yeah, yeah.
1: three league games in a row, wouldn't it be? Yeah, yeah Chelsea. Yeah. Chelsea so yeah, yeah.
0: How do you see the Wolves game panning out and who do you think will start in that one?
1: So I'm looking. I'm looking at team news now. I'm looking at team news now, and it looks like the 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 three absentees are going to be the, the absentees once again. Skip Tanganga and Diet looks like they're all out again. So okay. you know, I'd put Ben Tanker in, but who'd you put him? Who'd you put him next to? I'd say I'd still Hoibier needs a rest, but I still would go with Hoybia. I, yeah, I just got would. No,
0: if Skip's injured, you got no one else, so he's going to have to play, isn't he? But play him in that kind of a.
1: Well, well, you could play Winks and Col- Ben Tanker, couldn't you? You could play Winks. Yeah, I think we need
0: three in there. We, we, we've looked so much better and more attacking. And and do you, the think, he'll do that? Do you think do you do
1: you think you'll do you think he'll go over three?
0: I think it's tricky to predict because, what managers are because, going to do. It's difficult yeah, to predict what I, managers are going to I, do. I, I well. think the, the fans aren't going to tolerate another, you know, eight shots for us and 20 odd for the opposition again. You need to be proactive and 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 show that you mean business and we've looked like we mean business when we've had three in the midfield so yeah I mean yeah I was gonna say you could put Dive in the centre of the midfield but you've just said he's injured so that won't happen but uh, yeah I'd, I'd play Hoyberg then as the uh, holding midfielder you know just because that requires a little less running I think obviously you need a lot more discipline don't go forward as much that's Benton Kerr's job and Winks' job and, and yeah, Winks is therefore responsible, wholly responsible with Benton Kerr helping to get the ball through to the wing backs if they go forward and uh, Kane Moore's son. So that's what I'd go with. And and just take the game to Wolves. show them in the first five, ten minutes with a few shots, a few good opportunities, a few 50-50s one that they're in for a game and we mean business. But um, that's what I'd do and that's what I hope to see. And then... Yeah, if, if we can go in like that and show that we mean business and no defensive mistakes, then we should win that game.
1: Yeah, they don't score too many goals. I've got a guy coming on my show from Sweet and South Soccer, Wolves fan, uh, tonight. Um, little plug yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> happening at half eight, but he's he's brilliant, he's brilliant. Their show is amazing. There, there's two of them, uh, so yeah, Scott he's coming on tonight. and He's telling me that I just, you know, messaged him a few, a, a little a little bit before he was uh, coming on and he was saying that they struggle to score goals. They just don't have that goal scorer. You know, Raul Jimenez, since his injury, since his goal fractures, just not scoring the goals. Th- that was uh,
0: obviously going to happen. I, I said that before the start of the season. He's always going to be in the back of his mind. Well, I don't really want to go into this 50-50 header because if it's missed time and I get a crack on the head,
1: what happens? So one there, goal so- might do it. One goal yeah. might do it. One goal might do it. Two goals. If we score two goals, we'll probably win the game. But, um, yeah, it's highly dependent on our defence. If our defence holds up, then uh, we, sh- we should be able to win this game. Uh, they dominated us in the first game, didn't they? They're absolutely dominant. Domino- well, the, well, the, they they season, dominated us by just game. giving it to they try all, all the
0: time, which they don't have anymore.
1: Uh, yes, exactly. Exactly. I was yeah. going to mention that. So, that's yeah, that's good. That's good for us. Yeah.
0: But yeah, I mean, he's a good manager as well. And they're up there. They're not out of the top four equation either. I don't know how many games they've played or if they've got games in hand. But they're they're certainly not out of the European equation. And they're not a team to just be like, well, we should beat them because they're Wolves. They're they're, they're a good team. They're a good team. They could definitely
1: make... Yeah, I think they could definitely make seventh or sixth or something like that. I don't think they'll be anywhere near the top four. But seventh or sixth, I can see them playing conference. They finished finished seventh twice under Nuno, didn't they? They finished seventh twice. So I can see again, that happening again. Yeah, Seventh again, is on. They're a very good team. They're a very good yeah, team.
0: Again, like Southampton, if we if we let them impose their will on the game, they'll cause us a lot of problems. Uh, what, what do you think about this? Audio Artisan has uh, put a comment in. I know it was mentioned on your channel yesterday. Uh, we could get a white or, or divine surprise in a three-man midfield. Uh, I don't see that because I think he'll stick with, if he plays three, the Benton Kerr, Hoiberg and Winks. And if he doesn't, if he plays in two, it'll be one of them too. Uh, I'd like to see some, uh, certainly Divine get a chance, and Harvey White as well as impressed. Uh, Dan was saying at Portsmouth
1: on your yeah. stream. Yeah, he was I, talking I, about I, him last night. I, I, just,
0: I just don't see it though. I don't see Conte putting one of those in, but uh, maybe come on. But they've been on the bench for the last uh, I don't know however long, not really featured. But do you think we could see one of them too or both?
1: Um, well, White is part of this part of the 25 now. Uh, White is part of the 25 man squad. Um and and the divine is probably still only seventeen maximum. He's seventeen at, at the most. Um that's it's not a problem, you know. <laughs> you know, lots of people burst into the scene at 17, 18, you know, Rooney, Lennon, Frost, there's it, a ton, Bale, you know, there's loads. So, you know, if you're you know, if you're good enough, it doesn't matter, age doesn't matter. But I still think it's a little bit early for him. He's certainly more of an attacking option because he played a lot at number 10 this season. He's played as a striker in the under-23s in the games I've watched. So he would certainly be a more attacking option in there. And I think the future looks very, very bright for Devine. I didn't know a great deal about Harvey White, although he he went on loan to Portsmouth last season. He played 20 games, 20 league games, uh, but at least half of them were off the bench. So he certainly wasn't first team. I think more than half of them were off the bench. Um, but Dan was saying how good his set pieces are, and the fact that he's left-footed gives us a different option, for sure. He certainly gives us a different different option. Um, so, a little bit too soon for Divine, but if the... Uh, if we play three in midfield, certainly. Cert- one of them could potentially... White could come in if we play three in midfield. If it's a two, forget about it. If it's 3-4-3, three, three, you know, we will choose one of the more experienced two, but it's a perfect opportunity to blood one of the young players. Um, yeah. But Conte, we know Conte doesn't really... He's not really that way inclined, but um, but we'll see. Would I'd, I'd love it. I love seeing youth players thrown in there. I yeah. really, really do. I really love seeing youth players, even if it means the performance might not be as great. I just, I just love seeing it. I love Spurs boys in
0: there. Yeah, I mean, all the as Anne's also said I could see Conte playing white or divine as a message to the board, possibly, but then uh, <laughs> what if they pay just...
1: well audio what if they pay well audio yeah. then he's like well i'm not investing i'll never spending money again we've got all, all the we've got all, all the players in the
0: freeze all levy will say is i've got three of your players out that you didn't want i've got two players in that i'm assuming he asked Paratici for or or, or gave his blessing for so yeah uh... I'm not sure. I, I think, he think he sort of done be... that against
1: Chelsea, didn't he? I think he sort of done that against Chelsea. It was like, yeah. what have you given me? You know, this squad's not good. 4-4-2 against Chelsea. He played Doherty at right right mid and Sessignon on left mid, I think, in a 4-4-2. <laughs> like, yeah.
0: wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I... T- <laughs> I, I can't see it being any other than uh, Benton Kerr, Hoiberg uh, and Winks or a combination of two of those. Three. I hope so.
1: I uh, hope it's free. I hope yeah, it's free.
0: I, I, like you, I'd, I'd love to see White or Divine come on. I mean, you know, Skip is a, a Tottenham boy. He's 19 now and looks like he's been playing there for years. Kane, obviously, was a Spurs boy. Tanganga, it hasn't kind of worked out for, but he's been given chances. Winks.
1: I always forget yeah, about Winks. Winks yeah, but yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I'm guilty of that as well, obviously. No, because I always
1: said, because I said when, once deliali has gone the other day, I was like, we've only got three homegrown players now. <laughs> they were like, well, what about Winks? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It might have been audio oh, yeah. that corrected me, actually. It was it was someone on my stream. I always forget about Winks.
0: Yeah, but yeah, so it has worked in the past. And, you know, Divine is obviously a, a proper talent, only 17. But there's that old saying, isn't there? If you're good enough, you're old enough.
1: Uh, Scarlet still bit. about. Scarlet still yeah. about as well. He's, you know, he's. I mean, he season, needed so. to
0: go on loan. I'm, I'm still quite annoyed about that, being that we haven't got a striker in. Just get him on loan because he isn't going to play. But uh, I mean, that's an argument for another day and a discussion for another day. But yeah, just lastly before we go, uh, predictions for the game. Uh, you know me; I don't do scores. But <laughs> You're not going to get go- prediction
1: <laughs> prediction <laughs> for the game.
0: Yeah. Right. I, uh, I, I think if we go and, and show that we mean business. Uh, we win the game, show that we win business, have the right attitude. And uh, uh, just uh, quickly, Shelfside Spurs, how you doing, guys? Uh, Rez was on here last. Johnny Boy. Uh, Mo- Monday, I think on? it was on Monday. Uh, you could play Kulo at the top of a three-man midfield ahead of ben- Benton Kern, Hoiberg or Winks. Uh, I-, I think we People do have People have options. been talking about
1: that. People have yeah,
0: been talking and, uh, about that. Audio Artisan here. I mean, I, I love your optimism, but I've, I can't see that happening. 4-0 Spurs, but I'd love that for happen. That would, be a real, that would be a message to the board and a message to the rest of the Premier League. But uh, yeah, Tommy, predictions from you?
1: Um, Right, so, look, I think, as I said, I don't think Wolves, they don't score too many goals. You know, the Wolves fan I was talking to, you know, pretty much confirmed that. So, you know, if we... But you just don't know with this defence, do you? If they just stick with Jimenez up top, if they just stick with Jimenez up top, I think Romero can do a job on him and stop him. If they play with two up top, uh, like Southampton did, uh, Breuer, Breuer and Che Adams, we certainly struggle. We will certainly struggle more. Uh, if if they do go one up top, which I think they will, I think Moutinho is injured as well. It was a big, big miss for them uh, to, to, you know... to I'm Still to, got um, Neves, though. who's through the quality. back lines. Yeah. Still he got is. Neves. Yeah. He's a quality player, He's fantastic. Player. But they work brilliantly together, so that's that's a good thing for us. It's it's a little bit sad that we have to rely on uh, opposition players being injured, but that's the reality. That's where yeah. we are right now. So prediction, I think we should we, we we should really win this. But the fact that they lost to the scum uh, yesterday night, they're going to be hungry. They're gonna there's going to be a reaction. So it's got, Do you know what? I think it's going to be another real entertaining game. Real real entertaining game. And I think we'll nick it. I do think we'll nick it. It might even be a boring one-nil. I think it could be a boring one I
0: take that. I said that uh, yesterday uh, on yours. Rest, as long as yeah, we win, I couldn't care less what happens. But uh, just very quickly as well, I've just thought of, obviously, Traore's not there. When is there, you know exactly how Wolves are playing. Do you think it could be a hindrance for us now that we don't necessarily know how they will play because Traore isn't there to just give Traore the ball and run with it?
1: Yeah, certainly. Um, but then he wasn't starting anyway, was he, towards the end? And Wolves were doing very well. Yeah. He was—he really wasn't starting games, which surprises me. But you know, he's—you know—he's fine as a super sub. You can see why he, he was a super sub. And, and Conte does like to—he li- he likes to see how the opposition play. Then he can then he can uh, decide how he's going to go tactically into the game. So um, he's still a new manager anyway. He's still a new new manager. Uh, yeah. the, this this guy for Wolves. Yeah, so so Arche. there won't be a, there won't be a perfect plan ready, I don't think. But I I, I imagine the centre backs are going to be ultra aggressive. If it is just Jimenez up front, they, you can be ultra aggressive with hopefully Romero at right centre back again. You know, that, 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 that's that's a that's key. That's key. And and Wolves, I don't think will run running behind. I don't think they've got that pace. They never have had that since they stopped playing with wing backs. So um, they don't have that pace in behind. So you can keep you know you can keep a high line. You can be aggressive, and that's. Uh, that will I think that will suit us well I think that will suit us well we should we should win this game we really should win this game yeah. uh if we don't win this forget about top four forget about yeah. top four I don't I, honestly I said for a long time I don't think it's reality anyway I think top six would be a success for Conte the, the the team that he's taken over and the way we were playing under Nuno I think it would be a success um but we still we should we, we should be winning this one nil one we we'll one Nick one Harry Kane Harry Kane I think he's on five goals for the season we really need the floodgates to open in the Premier League. So hopefully you'll get on the score sheet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think we are in a top four race, but if we're going to stay in that top four race, th- this is must win, must win. There, there can't be any, I mean, a massive opportunity dropped against Southampton there to really stamp our, our authority on that top four race, but shelf spurs, two, one spurs. I think they'll be doing defending drills in training. I, I, I think a two, one is more likely than a four nil as much as I'd love a four <laughs> nil. uh I just don't think it will be a a team run riot on on the other. Uh, But, yeah, like I said, win is is the imperative thing. I don't care how, even if it's a one shot that flies off someone's backside and goes in for us, I I don't care as long as we win. But, uh, yeah, we pretty much reached the end. Uh, There's not really much else to talk about. Uh, Tommy, thanks so much for coming on, Uh, as always. uh, Your channel, uh, just give yourself a little plug. Uh, you said you got a, a, a stream uh, uh, this evening, uh, so yeah, tell us a bit about, about that and a bit about your channel.
1: Ah, uh, first of all, cheers for having me, Chris. It's always uh, it's always great being on your channel, and of course, make sure you like, subscribe, and hit the bell for Chris uh, because uh, he does he does a great job. Um, so tonight, tonight half eight, half eight, I'm gonna be doing a Wolves preview. It's the usual thing for me. I have a Wolves fan on for the first half hour scotty from sweet and South soccer and then i'll bring the spurs fans on later i've got i'll have about two or three guests and um, the final half hour 45 minutes we just yeah, be talking about what you know what the spurs fans think going into going into the game is a it is a massive game the fact that we lost at home to southampton in the way we did and we got another home game now means it's means it's massive um so uh so yeah that's what's that's what's coming up tonight so if you fancy that and if you haven't you know if you haven't seen my channel yet subscribe uh and uh yeah check it out check it out
0: definitely and uh tommy's uh twitter handle and uh, uh link uh on youtube is in the description uh, both for uh, the podcast and the uh, uh the 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 live stream here in the replay so make sure you check that out and uh yeah let's hope on monday i've got something positive to talk about positive win and and, and you know the top four base can start up again after a bit of a falter. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for watching and for getting involved in the comments. Please hit the like, please hit the subscribe, it all helps the channel. Hit the notification bell as well and then you'll be notified just before we're going live. Uh, and then head over to Tommy Talks Ball, do the same there. And yeah, be back on Monday, hopefully, hopefully with a win under our belts. I'd love a 4-0 win like Audio was saying, but I'd take a 2-1 win like uh, Johnny at Shelfside Spurs was saying as well. But just as long as we win, I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. So until Monday, come on you Spurs.
1: Come on you Spurs.
0: Thank you so much for watching. For everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments, before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube and any comments, suggestions or questions to the comment section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at Ltalk Tottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!